The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 52, How to Take Charge of Your Personal Brand Growth, featuring Kelly Bader. Boring, bland, blending in, this is not how you want to be perceived in a crowded market. Discover how to position, pitch, and profit from your brand fueled by radical empathy for your customers. Blaze your own trail, pitch with passion, serve the socks off your customer. That's a life-giving brand. Welcome to today's show. We're joined by my good friend, Kelly Bader. She runs a business where she helps influential entrepreneurs grow their personal brand business. Her approach to identity is aligned to success. It's made her a sought after speaker on stages like TEDx, Upreneur Summit, Agency Transformation, and the John Maxwell team. She hosts a top-ranked podcast called the Christian CEO Podcast, and she's a certified business and leadership coach. So let's jump into today's episode where you're going to learn a little bit about her incredible story and the odds she's overcome, how she started her personal brand business a little later in life, and you can too. And then there's a great nugget in here about the fastest shortcut to success, the fastest shortcut to success. So let's jump in to today's episode. She hosts a top-ranked podcast called the Christian CEO Podcast, and she's a certified business and leadership coach. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome Kelly to the podcast. Kelly, welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast. We are thrilled that you are joining us today. So happy to be here. Now, for our listeners, where in the world are you joining us from? Because everyone's about to get jealous. So where are you joining us from, Kelly? Well, where the coffee and chocolate are very delicious. Oh, so beautiful Switzerland. So after you listen to this episode, reach out, get in touch with Kelly and find a way to use that as a business write-off. Go go work with her and uh, get to that beautiful part of the planet. So again, it's so good to have you here, Kelly. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and the business that you're in. So I always say, because I'm 53 years old, and how much time do we have? I guess it's how much time? <laughs> so just like iPhone release once a year, so you are looking at a woman or listening to a woman, it's a 53.0 version. <laughs> and uh, so have a grace upon me, okay? So I was born and raised at a time and a place when baby girls were not value much. When we were just seen as a future baby production machine, no need to invest as anything, especially education. So growing up, unfortunately, there was about one and a half decades of my life that I would never know what going to happen to me in the night because my uh, mom uh, and her drunk boyfriends. So the furniture flying in the air was a norm. And so you can imagine that I don't have much idea about self-value, you know, but uh, through that process and challenges, and uh, later on, I start to climb the corporate ladder. 
And I was told again because I was a woman. I mean, I, I am a woman, <laughs> and so he、uh, was in a very male-dominated situation. And so, you know, I have those situations that I went to the board meeting because I was one of the youngest, worst, quote unquote, worst female、uh, corporate executive. There was no ladies' room on that floor. And later, when you know, on the journey of、uh, becoming entrepreneur, I was told that nobody will buy my book in English. I should surely forget about start a podcast in English because I am not American nor British, and so nobody will listen to what I have to say. But I'm a personal face, so kind of God just has a way to turn everything around. And、uh, here we are. I even at the Robbie's podcast. Yes, from Arkansas to Switzerland. Well, in this season of my life, I empower Christian entrepreneurs to build that profitable personal brand, and but more importantly, help them to create that impact they are called to do, so、uh, they don't feel regret. As I listen to the highlights of your story, you faced circumstance after circumstance that, at the very least, to, to call them a challenge is an understatement. So, from the childhood that you described, all the way to the point where you're in a corporate environment where it's so male dominated, there's not even a woman's restroom on the whole floor. <laughs> What did that teach you about? Challenges and perseverance, and and how do you see not only in your own personal business, but how does that help you help others, particularly entrepreneurs? Because certainly, if you're trying to start a business, grow a business, if you're an entrepreneur or a personal brand, you are going to face challenges. Now, they may not be the level that Kelly you had to face, but you're going to face challenges. So, what did that teach you about persevering? And then, how do you use that in your own business to help others? That is a big question, Robbie. I often say to my audience that brokenness is a true shortcut to success. And while nowadays sometimes we see entrepreneurs, successful ones, like almost we see them as celebrities, but what we don't see is behind the scene. What kind of process they have gone through, and I think when you gone through the challenges, one of the biggest lesson I learned is the deeper self awareness you are willing to accept, the faster you will grow. Okay, let's say that again. That's too good to just leave that there. Say that again. The deeper self awareness you are willing to accept. Then the faster you will grow. Okay. You know, I'm sure that you guys, since you are in Robbie's sphere of influence, that you are entrepreneurs. You want to build your personal brand, and there are no shortage of information out there teach you about strategies, tactic, that type of stuff. But let me ask you a question: Have you ever had those days that you know exactly what you need to be doing? But you just cannot pull yourself to it, and because then what happens is there's a gap between where you are right now to the next level of leader you are about to become. 
with those challenges and brokenness I have gone through, it helped me a bit more when I face the next level, you know, in between those gap, those muddy middle, sometimes we call it, I will remind myself, say, okay, why I'm exactly doing this for. And I can see that the next level where I want to become, then I understand, say, okay, Kelly, come on. You just cannot, you just cannot be sitting around here. You need to move forward if you truly want to become the next level leader. I can give a very simple example. People ask me what the last year of a pandemic and what was the biggest lesson I learned. And I say, oh, I learned that I can really do hard thing. And what I mean by that, I say, okay, we are now in the podcast interview. I'm a podcaster for over five, five years, right? But I also do videos. So I know that in order to level up my video game, I need to hook up not a, a new camera and I need to set up all the audio setting, all that. I just couldn't bring myself to do it because there's so many cables, you don't know where to plug in. But because of pandemic, I mean, even grandmothers, they go on Zoom, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Then you look at that, you ask yourself, say, okay, Kelly, you cannot tell your audience that you are the leader of the online business and then you cannot pull yourself to do the setting that you should have the boxes of cables and camera is there, but you cannot pull yourself to do it. So that is a very small but live real example to say that those challenges, those resilience you have built along the journey, nothing will be wasted. So how long have you been in this, your own kind of entrepreneurial business journey? Approximately, when would you mark that you left what you were doing before to officially start pursuing this avenue? How long has that journey been for you so far? Officially, I started my company, the virtual coaching consulting company since 2008. Okay, 2008. And so if we go back in time before 2008, are there, like, if we would have grabbed you 15 years ago, 20 years ago, would you have known that you had that entrepreneur in you or no, you would not? If we would have grabbed you 20 years ago and said, Kelly, is this where your future is definitely headed? Is this what you're working to? Would you have known that back then or would you say, no, I didn't necessarily see that yet? No, I had no idea. So I want folks to hear that because something else you just mentioned, there is now such a personal brands are now very popular. They're trendy. They're all the rage. They get talked about a lot. And therefore, in our current context, there there are personal brand celebrities, like you just said, (laughs) personal brand celebrities. There is the perception, at least this is what I feel, maybe you would agree, is that in order to be or become a personal brand celebrity, you need to have known this since you were five. You need to have started your first business at age seven. And to really be legitimate, you need to have six or seven businesses by the time you're like 22 or something like that. And so what I hear you saying is, no, if I would have grabbed you 20 years ago, you didn't have a master plan all mapped out where in 2008, I'm going to finally get to that. That's when I'm launching my personal brand. Is that true? Would that be fair to summarize that? No, you figured it out along the way. 
Yeah, exactly. When I got started, business is only because our family life then, because my husband being we've been relocated like over over continents because he's a career, and I because after we got、uh, married, we decided one parent need to stay home. So, so that was me. And when I stay home, and I just feel a little bit too bored. Yeah. You know, yep. so yep. I just want to utilize what I have learned before in the career, and see what I can make out of it. And that's just purely that. It's just a bit like people say, "Oh, why you're so smart? You start your virtual businesses like that long ago." I say, "Well, I wasn't smart. I was just forced to since you are relocating. So the only business you can build is." Now they have fancy term called location independent.、Mm, yes, yeah, that's not again. That's it's so easy to look back and throw a fancy term on it. That's not what, what、no. any of us were planning. Is you know what? I think it's a great time for to be location independent. Is no, we got to move. I need to make some adjustments. I need to figure some things out. I just I've asked that a lot of several guests. On the show, because I just want to remind, give people the freedom. That's fantastic. If you started your first business at five and you always knew you wanted to do this, it is also just as legitimate to say, "No, this thing happened in life. I didn't see it coming, and that became the opportunity that I said, 'Well, maybe I'll start doing this for myself, or or maybe I will start my own business.' That is okay, also, and." Either one of those, you can produce a successful journey, can get you to a successful personal brand. So it's okay if you're listening. You don't have to be one particular prototype in order to do that. So, what would you tell someone that is listening and goes, "Okay, I just heard Kelly's 53. She started this eight years ago. You do some rough math, so she wasn't 30 when she got started doing this. So, what do you tell?" Folks listening, or folks that come to you, that they're thinking about it, they're not sure. Maybe they are a little further in their stage of life, and they think, "Can I really at thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty? Can I start a personal brand, Kelly? Surely I can't." What would you tell them? I would say number one, I'm in this business over twelve, fourteen years, and most of my clients they are forty-five and above. So that is a testimony to you.、Yeah. Number two, that Chinese we have a phrase.、Mm-hmm. We have a phrase say, "The real life only started from seventy." So listen I, up, oh, Americans. This is good stuff here. <laughs> I know that you might not be Chinese, but hey, just think about it. What do you have to lose? What I mean is, especially when you are starting your personal brand business based on your knowledge, based on your expertise and thought thoughts, we call it thought leadership, right? Compared to go to open a, a brand model the store, right? The cost, the efforts count is still relative, much smaller, and so. For me, there is no stopping point for you. If you are listening to this podcast, you obviously totally listen to my totally messed up accent. My accent is between German, Chinese, English, and whatever else. <laughs> If I can use my third language, build a business, and you are English native speaker, come on. So here I am. I'm wanting to start my own business. I've just got. In、a dose of courage that you've given me, 
where do you tell folks to to start? So they're wanting to do this. They're thinking about doing this. Most folks like that box of equipment you have sitting there. You've got all the stuff. Maybe you've read some books out it, watched some YouTube videos about how to hook all your equipment up, but you're like, ah, but where do I start? So where do you tell folks to start, Kelly? One number card is either go to Robbie or come to me, you know. We will, we will help you out. Yes. Joking aside, well, actually, it's not joking. I mean, if you want a, a true shortcut, you want to go to find someone already been there, done that, and can guide you through the process, it's a whole lot easier and whole lot easier and shorter way to to get to where you want. Number two, let's say you you're gonna try out yourself. First things, please don't spend money on website, on branding. Photo shooting, all that kind of stuff. First thing, validate your offer. You need to figure out if somebody might want to even buy the thing you are thinking first before you having to do the rest of the whole nine yard stuff. Because when you come to business, I want you to think about, let's say, I want to think about a triangle now, okay? The very bottom is sales. And then one level up is revenue. And right, right away, sorry, another level up is organization. And then on top that level is influence. What I mean is any business, first things, you need sales. Okay. Right? So, yep. If you don't have money coming, you're not in business. Therefore, you need to validate your offer first before you want to do something else. Very good. Okay. Love that idea because somebody's going to give you advice otherwise to you need your headshot and Photoshop, photo shoot and get your website up because that's like going back to our brick and mortar example. That's like going to the bank, getting a loan, finding your space, build it out, refinish the inside. And you don't have any idea if anyone wants the shirt and shorts that you plan on selling. (laughs) Well, it's too late now. (laughs) It's too late now. Okay, so let's run through that pyramid again. The bottom is sales. A level above that is revenue. Okay, a level above that is, help me, organization. And then a level above that is where you get to influence. So are you suggesting that that's therefore kind of the stages of growth of your personal brand? You validate your offer first so that you know you can get sales. Then you get sales. And now we're talking, now you've got some revenue to use. Now you're going to need some organization as this business starts to grow. And at some point that's going to help you get to a place where you can exercise influence. Yeah. I think that is this uh, pyramid or triangle. Mm -hmm. It pretty much will apply to any business, right? Uh, If you, I know that if you are Robbie's audience, chances are you are a big hearted uh, person, just like we all do. You want to help, you want to contribute. But I always say, just like my audience, right? The Christian entrepreneurs. I always say that, but when your cup is half empty, I don't care. You say, oh, but Kelly, I'm positive, half full. I don't care. It's a half cup full or empty. It's only half cup. Okay. Until it's overflowing, you cannot have a big impact to the audience or to the tribe that you are called to do. Because you will feel always feel dragging, you'll feel limited and limited. So that's validate your offer first. You start to get sales in first. 
But also more importantly, in that process, you will be able to really solidify your message. You will be make adjustment because now you you have a real clients or customers. You can hear their real voice. From there, you make tweeting, and then you can grow further. Okay, so I've validated my offer. I've got some sales coming in the door. This thing is now gaining a little bit of traction. Where do you begin to help folks with, okay, so now that we've validated, we've got some sales coming in the door. Most folks out there, whatever you're doing to generate that sales, usually for most of us, someone else is also doing essentially the same kind of thing. So if you're doing marketing, there are other people that help folks with marketing. If you're doing mindset coaching, there are other mindset coaches. If you're doing leadership development, there are other leadership development consultants or coaches out there. So where do you begin to help someone position their personal brand and where do you start with them and where do you lead them? So I think both Robbie and I, we are certified by my team for You Are The Brand. We are the experts for that. And inside that book, they mentioned about that's a word that you need to start to communicate your stories, right? That's three stories, right? The founder story, business story, and client story. So I will leave that to you guys that you go to buy the book, read the book. In my side of the world, on top of that, normally I got asked all the time, is Katie, so how do I stand out? Just that exactly how you describe. There's thousands of coaches out there, thousands of dentists out there. Yep. So how do I stand out? Here's the thing that if you look at your fingerprint, there's only one set of fingerprint in the whole wide world. That means that your own, I'm not saying you won't have competitor in the business context, but I want you to more focus on in all, um, instead of just focus on your competitors, I want you to more focus on yourself, meaning that your expertise, your experience, including the good and the bad and the ugly ones. Because what people want to do business with people is a P2P. I never believe B. Business to business, you still communicate with the people, right? When you can truly show up as yourself or your company culture, then that's where you can stand out. Because there is always a specific group of people out there that they are waiting you to show up the way you should be. Now you try to copy Robbie, Kelly, or whoever else, but you only. And that's where you truly can stand out. In my own program that we do take people through a process, do assessment for themselves. And then from there, because we're working on the business owner themselves first, before we even go to talk about the client stuff. Because again, back to moments ago, we mentioned a question of, you know, there's a gap between you, the, the where you are now to where you want to be, Right. Until we work out that part and you start to embrace that new level identity, then when you show up the way you should be, then your ideal client will see you. That answer a question people say, basically, instead of saying why I cannot stand out, what they are saying is why I don't attract my ideal client. And I say there are two main reasons. There are many, but two yes. main reasons. Okay. One, you are not there yet. Two, 
you are there already, but the way you express yourself, let's say your messaging, your website, or how you communicate out there, did not align where you really are. Then no wonder your ideal clients cannot find you. Make a live example, say, I know in US, because I used to live in US, you guys have a great magazine called Success Magazine. Mm-hmm. And the chief editor is Darren Hardy. Years ago, I was in his program and Darren shared this with us. Before he got married, he wrote down like a 30 plus criteria, what kind of woman he wanted to marry. Whoa. And he was satisfied. But following morning, he woke up, he looked at that list and he had a hard moment. He said, but what kind of amazing man this woman will be willing to marry to then? When you say you cannot attract your ideal clients, that's because it's a mirroring process. You got to be there and show up as you are there so then you can attract them. I really, really like that. So to recap those two things, one, I'm trying to figure out how to stand out from everyone else. Kelly just reminded us, probably the real question is, well, why would you want to stand out? Because I want different or better clients. It's usually the motive behind why, why, if I am hitting all my revenue goals and like, why would I want to stand out anymore? I wouldn't ask the question. So usually Kelly is giving us a great shortcut right there. If you're asking how can I stand out from the crowd? It usually means you want to stand out because you want to attract more or better clients. So why not? One is, like she mentioned earlier, you're not there yet. And that comes back to, I'm going to ask you about this in a second, self-awareness, just knowing who you are and where you are. And number two is maybe you are there, but the way you're communicating that is not clear to that ideal client. They don't know that about you. They're not ignoring you. They heard you or saw you, but that message didn't come through with clarity. So what? how how do you help people with that first part, which is the self-awareness of knowing where am I compared to where I need to be to go get those clients? And then secondly, if that's where I am, how do I take steps to get to where I need to be so that I am the person I need to be for, for those ideal clients? How do you help them with that self-awareness piece first? We, we will go through a set of assessment. <laughs> so uh, one of uh, some assessment is we created ourselves through all these over decade of working experience with clients. The other one we use third party. The third party one is called Kobe A Index. Oh, yep. Yep. yep so yep. that assessment is to help you to know how you naturally do things. It's not about good or bad. It's not about strength or weakness. Mm -hmm. And why that is so important? For example, the assessment result gave you the four numbers. And then you will know you either is very good at get started something, new thing, but you are not very good at follow through, for example. Then in that situation, that then you probably will be really beneficial for you is you want to find a VA or your EA assistant who can really follow through your thing. You are probably an awesome visionary leader, but you need somebody in your team to follow through. So that is a part of tiny piece of assessment. The other thing we also dive in four or five areas or invisible area of stewardship. And one is time, one is energy level, one is a money mindset, one is a relationship, one is energy level. 
So for example, time. Everybody got twenty four hours. If you have, believe it or not, if you yeah. have twenty five, please let Always. Robbie and me know. Okay, so it's not about time management, is it? It's about how to manage ourselves in time. Okay. So from there, then we do obviously some ask you questions and help you to realize, oh, where did my time go? Or and the, and we combine with the energy level. Because some people are early birds, somebody, some people are night hour or somebody in between. You need to utilize the your thriving hours, I call it, right? Maybe two to four hours window is your best. And you want to use that. You want to guard it like with your yes. life. You want to do deep work rather than checking email or do something else or, or scrolling social media, for example. And when it comes to money mindset, I'm sure that some of you probably struggling with price. And that is actually a very big, complex question. Why you are struggling with pricing, right? So we will dive into there as well. And we'll dive in that where is your season in life. You know, the way I run business now, my children, they are grown up. They are 19 and 22 years old. It's very different how I run my business when they were toddler age. We always say there is a, a, a grace upon everybody, but the grace is only in-season grace, right? Every season is different. And so we dive into all these areas and to really that person have a great picture to see where they are and then how to then establish the habits to become the new level leader. Well, that's it for part one of this episode. Make sure you stay tuned for part two, where Kelly will talk about how to stand out in a crowded market, how to use your positioning and your messaging to stand out. And then you're going to hear her give me some real life coaching on the spot, on the fly. You don't want to miss that. So stay tuned for part two in the next episode. Also, I wanted to let you know, I've got something coming up. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it on the next couple of podcasts. I'll just give you the name right now. It's going to be The Playground. It's going to be called The Playground. It's going to provide some of you where this is a good fit, a really unique opportunity where we're going to try some things together. So just stay tuned. Keep listening. I'll tell you a little bit more about the playground and some upcoming episodes and how you can jump in and take advantage of that opportunity. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question for the podcast, just go to RobbieF.com forward slash question and submit your question. You can also just DM me on Instagram. I'd love to help. And... If you found this or any of the other episodes helpful, I would love your help getting the word out there. You can go leave a review or rate this podcast on Apple Podcast, and that really helps get the word out. And I would really appreciate your help doing that. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. Hey.